The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day. What's in your wallet? All right, let's do this. It's a Friday, the Rosillo Show. Rosillo today. We did an NBA pod a little bit later. You can go ahead and check that one out after you've listened to me for three hours. If you listen to me for three hours, stay straight. Thanks, one, but man, I don't know. I don't know who those guys are. Just in the, just on the road all day long. Like whenever you do a show and then somebody's like, oh, you did this segment two and a half hours ago, you go, thank you, one. But that's usually not how it works. So we appreciate it. Time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contract. Here's what we're doing. Uh, we don't have Steven Jackson, unfortunately, for another hour today. We hung out in the cafeteria this morning. Not going to say we're best friends. Not saying he's going to start staying with me up here. But we're definitely going to do that again. He had a blast. And I emphasize this uh, throughout you know the last 24 hours here. Go check it out. The one hour with Steven Jackson yesterday. And we may replay some of that maybe in the third hour, different audience, that type of deal. I also told someone they look really nice today. I think I'm never going to do that again. Teddy Bruschi on the AFC and NFC contenders, surprises or not. Uh, I have a little Baker Mayfield thing I want to do, a little Christmas party stuff. But I want to start with last night's Thursday nighter because, I don't know, was it a good game? It was close. There was stuff that, that happened. And I, I'll say that this year's Thursday night games, at least it's not Tennessee and Jacksonville every night. Okay, it, There are better teams playing. We've had some really good games. That Rams-Niners one was a lot of scoring. And even though there were mistakes, and many by Matt Ryan, the first pick and his third pick were terrible. The third pick was awful, considering they could have just taken the three. But they end up tying this game up. They kick a field goal. They're up 2017. And then the Saints are facing third and short at about the 23-24 yard line. And they get called for holding. So it would have been... 3rd and 11 or 4th and 1. Now, at 3rd and 11, it would have backed them up to maybe a 50-yard field goal if they don't get any yards on 3rd and 11. And whereas, you know, 4th and 1, and they go ahead and kick the field goal, we're talking about a much shorter field goal. I'm at home, and I'm watching, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I believe they're just going to go ahead and accept the penalty, back them up, make it a tougher field goal. That's what Chris Collinsworth said. That's, again, what I said at home today. I'm going to ask Teddy Bruschi about that. And Dan Quinn, the head coach, decided to decline the penalty and have the Saints face fourth and short against Peyton, who's a very aggressive coach, even throughout the choke sign last night. I love that Freeman on the other end for the Falcons decided, you know what, I don't care. I don't care that he started saying choke, 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 I guess in reference to the Super Bowl. And Peyton was asked about it last night. He's like, I don't remember any of that stuff like he was in a congressional hearing. But you have Quinn decide, I'm going to not accept it, it's fourth and one, whatever. And he even said after the fact, I thought they were going to kick the field goal and we'd have the tie game and that's fine. No. They went for it, they converted it, and then it ends up being a pick and Atlanta wins the game, so Dan Quinn's good, right? No, that's not necessarily how it works because even though he gets the win, I couldn't believe that that was happening. And I, like you listening right now, if you like sports this much, if you care that much about it, you want to have moments where you feel like you kind of know a little bit more or you're better. And that's really stupid that we all do this, but I mean by saying we're a little bit better, we know a little bit more. We want to be able to sit at home at times and go, well, I would know what to do here when we would screw it up way worse, okay? 
I don't know if it's the emotions. I don't know if it's the calculations of this whole thing. I, I don't know. Like whenever the quarterback and it's fourth and short and he turns to the sideline and says, let's go for it, let's go for it, let's go for it. And you're like, you guys do that every single time. And it must be really annoying as a coaching staff to go ahead and do this. There's play calling guy. Look, my man Will Kane, after the Cowboys lose a game, we hear about the no holds called and we hear about Scott Linehan's play calling. We never hear about the fact that defense is absolutely getting work for a month plus. We don't ever hear about that part of it. You have a buddy in your group of friends that thinks that his basketball team's head coach stinks every time, no matter who they are. He's also the guy that thinks every time one receiver isn't getting enough touches, he says throw it to him all the time. And if that quarterback throws to that receiver too many times, he goes, he's got to spread the ball out. Second guessing is one of our favorite things to do ever. And I'm not saying like, hey, I was right or now I'm wrong because Atlanta won. I just was very surprised by that whole thing. The Rosillo Show, Straight Talk Wireless. Time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. we got Brewski on all this and some other stuff as well. I remember I went to a game, college basketball game. I think it was Pitt-UConn. I'm talking years and years ago. And I went with Doug Gottlieb. Gottlieb, close friend of mine at the time. Great hoops guy, one of the best hoop guys I know. You know, works at Fox now. So we were sitting together, and yeah, it was. I think it was pitt UConn, because I never would forget a Jamie Dixon game, because he would lose his mind. He's just a tier below Mick Cronin. And Dixon didn't call a timeout in a big spot. Like, UConn was going on a little bit of a run. It was four. It was six. Next thing you know, you know, UConn's up ten, and Jamie Dixon never called a timeout. So there was a younger talk show host with us, sitting with us. He wasn't, like, at the game with us, but he was sitting right in front of us. And he turned around to Gottlieb, and he goes, got to call a timeout here, right? And, of course, Scottlieb's like, well, yeah, yeah, you probably should have called the timeout at some point. And then that was it. The younger talk show host, that was going to be his thing. He was going to be timeout guy the rest of the game. So there's another little run. And now he feels strong because he goes, man, the hoops guy, Gottlieb, just agreed with me about me calling out the coach here and second-guessing him and me being right and the head coach being wrong, even though the head coach is a thousand times more qualified to be doing what he's doing. But I feel a little bit closer to it. I feel a little bit smarter because the smart guy, the guy that has a job, did something that I would not have done. And so Jamie Dixon doesn't call another timeout. And now the guy's like, dude, he's he's killing. He he lost the game. He's losing the game right now. He's got to, he, he can't take these timeouts with you. Can't take them with you. Once the game. And so that talk show host the next day did a Jamie Dixon didn't call a timeout segment on the radio show. And it was like, yeah, you might have been right about that one timeout, or maybe UConn was just going to win that game and it didn't matter. But that night, that younger dude, that younger talk show host, he was timeout guy, and he was going to sell us on it. And every time a bucket was made, he'd go, got to call a timeout here, got to call a timeout. So look, we all know what we would do today. We all know the game today. If Quinn were in declining the penalty, having the fourth and one converted by the Saints, they go ahead and kick the game-tying field goal, or they get a touchdown, or it goes to overtime, the Saints win, we would be crushing Dan Quinn today. I know why I did it. I heard his explanation. I didn't agree with it in the moment. But you know what? I still know I don't know nearly as much about play calling or timeout situations as an NFL head coach, and I'm okay with that. Straight Talk Wireless, nationwide coverage on America's largest and most dependable 4G LTE networks. Okay, players, I know this is going to blow everybody's mind here. But an NFL player complained about this game after they lost and blamed it on it being Thursday night football. That happens literally every week. So we want to play a game with you, uh, and that would be, did this player win or lose his Thursday night game? 
Triple Eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Rosilla Show, right here on ESPN Radio. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. And now another edition of Obvious News from Geico. Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold. I was like, what? Also in obvious news, Geico makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them with licensed agents available around the clock. So switching is a really smart decision. That's obvious news from Geico. I want to play a little game here. I'm actually not going to take any calls on this because I'm just not going to. I, I don't know. Do we want to? I guess we could. But maybe we could just have them say hi and see how their Friday's going. Uh, last night, Saints lose Thursday nighter. And guess what? A player who lost doesn't like Thursday night games. Drew Brees. It's 100% a product of playing on Thursday night. Do you understand what guys' bodies go through, you know, in a game? And then to have to turn around four days later and to play? I mean, look at the injury studies. They're off the charts. They're off the charts. So is, is this is this smart as it pertains to guys' health and safety? No, absolutely not. So if you look back at the data that we've used in some reports, and you can suggest that the origin of this information is corrupt, um, for four straight years, if you look at injury rate per game, so that's leaving the game, uh, the injury rate on Thursday has been lower for four straight years than games on Saturdays, Sundays, and Monday games. So then you go, oh, wait a minute. You're in bed with the NFL. You're in bed with Alabama. You guys are just repeating what they have. Okay, well, Football Outsiders did a story on it as well and concluded that the injury rates appear to be lower per 1,000 athlete exposures on short weeks versus seven-day weeks. So could it just be because of the injury report? Could you poke holes in all this stuff? If you wanted to, I'm sure you could find some way that this information is problematic. But when it's four straight years of just athlete exposure to injury and the rate is lower every time on the Thursday night games than any of the other games? Does it mean all of these numbers are lies? I'm not telling you Thursday night product's great. I'm telling you it's a little bit better than it's been in the past. I mean, we used to make fun of the very beginning of this year because we were doing that Thursday night fantasy game where we go points for fumbles and bad coaching decisions, and you may have gotten two last night with a penalty on Peyton and declining the penalty last night by Quinn. Here's Richie Incognito. Remember when Buffalo lost to the Jets? He didn't like Thursday night games either. You know, it's tough, man. These Thursday night games, they 
They throw a, a, a wrench in our schedule. It's uh, it's uh, it's absolutely ridiculous that uh, we have to do this. Um, as physical as this game is, and as as much work and preparation that that goes into this to, to force us to play games on four day weeks, it's it's completely unfair and uh, bull. And you know whatever the league makes money off of it, and uh, that's all they care about anyway. And you guys make forty five what forty seven percent of the money on it too, but. Uh, so he lost his game. Let's do this. Let's go to Nate. I don't even know where Nate's from. That's how mysterious he is. Hey, Nate. How are you? Hey, Ryan. Where are you from, Nate? Uh, I'm actually from San Antonio, Texas, but I grew up watching tapes of uh, Drew Brees out of Austin Westlake. All right. That was a lot of information, but I think it was all relative. Okay. So here's a question for you. Did this player win or lose on Thursday night? I think the biggest thing is uh, no, he definitely you have to be able to prepare. Wait a minute. You were going to answer it before you even heard the sound? You must be amazing at this game. No, I think I heard it before. You were talking about Drew Brees and his comment, right? No, no, no. I was going to play a piece of sound for you. So oh, you, my bad. All yeah. right. All right. Let's try it again. We'll start over. Here is a player. I want you to tell me whether or not he won or lost on Thursday night. I think the biggest thing is the preparation part of it. You have to be able to prepare at a very, very high level and process and be very efficient with your time and what it takes to uh, to be ready to go. So uh, that, that's the thing that we're excited about. You know, we do it really, really well as a whole team. And, you know, uh, you know, me and uh, Austin and stuff in the quarterback room, we, we have a really good plan on how to, how to study and how to plan. So that's, that's a good thing for us. That was Russell Wilson. Well, Russell Wilson always gives the uh, boring answer. So uh, I'd say he lost. No, nah, he won that game. He won that game. Did you think for a second I needed to see whether or not Drew Brees won or lost last night? Like, I'm not that bad at this job. No, I mean, I assume that you, uh, from hearing what you said, I mean, every time somebody loses on Thursday night, they want to blame the short schedule. And I just, I listened to a little bit of what Gullick had to say this morning, and there's no proof. Right. I mean, and, and thanks for the call, Nate. So, um, we played Russell Wilson, and that was after a win. Now, you never know with Russ. Uh, they could lose by 100, and he's going to keep spirits up. Okay, we got another one here. Here's Richard Sherman. Nick, uh, what's up, Nick? Where are you from? Uh, calling from College Station. And let me just say, you have a pretty big following down here. I know a lot of people listen to all three hours. All right, that's awesome. Shout out to Jimbo. Okay, uh, here is Richard Sherman. Did he win or lose on Thursday night? Poop fest. Oh, this is it's terrible. This is you know you, you played, we played, got home. It's like one o'clock in the morning, something like that, on Monday, and then you got to play again. I mean, congratulations, NFL. You did it again. This is uh, your part. Yeah, win gonna or lose. Say, I'm going to say you lost that game because I remember that on first take last year. That's actually from this year. Again, we were messing with you a little bit. The guys put together the sound today. They beat Arizona, um, and he called it a poop fest. That's the only audio we could find from anybody, and I don't know if that's necessarily true or not, uh, of players deciding after the win to still dump on it. Here's the deal, and I don't know who said it first. I don't know if it was Belichick or Show. It's ESPN Radio. Maybe it was Belichick. Maybe it was... uh, Socrates, who knows? But if you give people excuses, they're going to use them. Hey, people that manage people in the office, you're running a 
landscaping crew. Maybe you got a framing crew. You just picked up your Duncans. You're listening to REO Speedwagon. Guys are smoking. You're trimming around the doors. You know, who knows? But if you give somebody an excuse, more often than not in life, we are going to take it. And at the very peak of this, the Thursday night excuse is always an excuse for the player. I'm not telling them they're supposed to feel better. I understand that their bodies are not recovering. All I have to do is ask one of the many NFL players we have walking around here all the time. Like, hey, how bad is this? But it is funny that that was like the only sound we could find from Seattle players. Sherman was, it's not like Sherman's ever going to compliment the NFL on anything anymore. So that actually wasn't that surprising. Rasilla Show reminder you can watch all three hours of the show on ESPN News. We're going to go through every NFC and AFC contender with Teddy Bruschi, who he thinks it would or would not be a surprise to see win the Super Bowl, and his best trash talking encounter with Philip Rivers. It's ESPN Radio. I've got that electricity charge inside Energy like a lightning strike Take one spark and I will ignite Never stopping, I won't stand by Now that Human Resources Director Ryan Lee has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent and time He's really on top of his game He even has his own hype song I'm the best beyond belief I got strength and got the speed I've got that Entire workforce Complete with different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. No, nobody catching up. They're not fast or strong enough. I got that electricity charging inside. Take one spot, yeah. I'm attracting and engaging the best people every step of the way. Never stopping, I won't stand by. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. Never stopping, I won't stand by. I got so many things that I want to do today, today on the Rosillo show. Uh, Vilma, top of next hour. Unfortunately, we don't have him the whole, what, two hour deal with he and Brewski. So that means Brewski solo now. I want to do some Baker Mayfield. I want to do Pollock calling him the number one overall pick and the Derek Rose return. So there's a ton of stuff, but let's start with Brewski here. I'm going to get to this AFC NFC thing. Okay. So I'm going to ask you about the contenders, but when you hear a player complaining, as you were just talking about on the Thursday night turnaround, and that the football's just a result of it being Thursday football. Like, how much do you buy into that? Um, I mean, I take it with a grain of salt, man, because it's hard getting ready for those Thursday games. I mean, like I, like you say, though. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not really one for excuses. You lost the game, you lost the game. I mean, it's always more um, powerful coming from the team that won. You know that what are we doing here on Thursday nights? Um, I can see, I can see how it's hard on players. I mean, how it's hard, especially on older players. Um, but in terms of winning a football game, things like that, I mean, the other team goes through the same thing. So I look at it that way. I look at it both ways. I, I was surprised. Were you surprised with Dan Quinn last night not backing them up on that holding penalty towards the end? I, yeah, I was. I was. I mean, that's a um, fourth and half a yard that you give an aggressive head coach in Sean Payton. He said he thought they were going to kick it. But, um, you know, you, you you back them up. It's a longer field goal. It's a third and eleven where they have to convert. You know, you got a you got a quick young defense where they probably tired a little bit at that point, sure. But uh, to assume that they'll kick the field goal right there in that situation, I mean, that's something where I thought he definitely would have taken that penalty. All right, looking ahead of this weekend because I don't want to spend a ton of time on the Thursday nighter here. Yeah, yeah, that's guys get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota at Carolina. Uh, is there? A correction period on somebody like a Case Keenum playing well. He's bounced around a little bit, and you're like, man, is he really going to be this good? 
I, I wonder sometimes like in baseball, the first time a, a team seems a, a pitcher, it's like, okay, now we've seen him a couple times. Does that happen with you on a defense with a quarterback? I think so. I mean, the correction period or the, um, you know, the quality of play progression. I mean, there are certain levels of of progression that you take through a regular season. Uh, September and October, you're really figuring things out. You get towards Thanksgiving, you start pushing towards the playoffs and winning the division. December now, you're playing very meaningful games. They're in a situation where they're playing for the number one seed. So the pressure is going to continue to mount. The level of the defenses, the intensity of the defenses that he plays, I think, is going to raise. So that's where you look at it. When he has a chance to to win the division or he has a chance to continue to put teams behind him and put Minnesota in a position to get the number one seed in the divisional round after a bye, taking a week off. Can he still play at a high level like that? So I look at that way, uh, seeing the level of defenses that he'll play and the level of the games that he'll play in terms of, all right, you're still going to be that same way on the road to possibly a championship. We got Teddy Bruschi, the Rosillo Show. It's ESPN Radio. I want to run through the list of the teams in the playoffs right now, and I want you to stop me. I'm going to ask you a simple question, okay? If this team won the Super Bowl, surprise, not surprised, okay? Okay. We'll see how far okay. down we can go. Yes. Okay. If the Vikings won the Super Bowl, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised because I've been on a team that's just gotten hot, you know, and had a quarterback that was named Brady before he was Brady. And we were carrying he used him. To let him throw. Yeah, and we were carrying him with with defense and special teams, and he was dink and dunk passer and being being uh, very smart with the football. So it, that formula is possible. Okay, the Eagles. The Eagles, yes, that Eagle defense is up up there with the ranks. So you wouldn't be surprised. I would not yeah. be surprised. Okay. I would not be surprised. Um, their their defense is up there as one of the best in the league, in my opinion. And you know when Wentz. I really think Wentz is that type of quarterback, mentally strong, has enough to do to in, ter- to in terms of create with his athletic ability. Also, they run the ball well. Yes, absolutely. Rams. Rams, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. Um, I still am looking to see how Jared Goff does in that progression that I talked to you about in terms of, of being in the games when it gets to be that division title on the line he gets to the playoffs and how he plays in the playoffs um you know there's just various things that i doubt about that that quarterback there all right that's fair i think saints saints i would not be surprised i would not be surprised defense and running game and a quarterback that once you're called upon he could he can he he can throw the ball to win a football game so i'll say yes seattle i'd be surprised with seattle I just think that it being all Russell Wilson, 90% Russell Wilson. That was a great win the yeah, other night. It was. The secondary it was. Game. And for him to continue to just put them on his back like that, there has to be some type of contribution somewhere. But with the injuries on defense and their lack of ability to do certain things like run the football in critical situations, I just don't think it's possible. All right. What about Carolina? Carolina. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they if they were to win the Super Bowl. Also, I'm, obviously, I mean this NFC is is very strong. Um, yeah, we're not even getting to Atlanta. I mean, technically, you wake up today, they're still out of it. Right, right. So Carolina's defense and and Cam can can do special things. So I'd say yes. Okay, the AFC one might be quicker. Um, you know what I want to do? I'm going to have you come back and we'll do the AFC quick. So I want to ask you about an AFC team that isn't in it right now. Okay, that's the Los Angeles Chargers. They're six and six. 
And Philip Rivers, I was surprised when I looked this up this morning because I was reading about the O-line. He's basically the least sacked quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL. For guys right. that play, he, it's incredible. He has only been sacked I think, 13, 14 times. What is it about him that that makes him difficult, that's specific to him? I mean, you've played against him a bunch. I don't yeah. know. I, sometimes I feel like people overlook him, but then last year he had a million turnovers. There always seem to be close games. What's different about defending a guy like that? Well, in terms of the sack rate, um, I mean, he he isn't he knows where his check down is at all times. So the frequency frequency that he gets rid of the football is fast. Um, he trusts. I mean, Keenan Allen's playing great football, but Philip Rivers he's, he's not going to scramble around and run from you or anything like that. He's just going to get get it out of his hands. I think that's that's his biggest advantage, whether it's in the dirt or in the dirt of a player that's running across the field because he doesn't want to get sacked, but he's a smart quarterback like that. Does he talk a ton of garbage the entire did you hate him? I didn't hate him. Did you like him? I didn't like him either. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Philip does talk a lot of trash. He's very Do you remember anything he said to you? He's an intense competitor. Uh, uh <laughs> yeah. Come on, give us no, a Okay, I I just remember him barking back and forth with us in the huddle. And um, I couldn't believe this quarterback is motivating our defense to try and, you know, knock his head off or something like that. But Mike Vrabel had one of the uh, best comebacks I've ever heard in the history of comebacks when um, Philip Rivers was talking trash to us and he and he Vrabel just went almost to their huddle and he says, listen, you'll never be Drew Brees. We know it. And they know it. And he pointed right to his huddle. Wow. <laughs> and everybody in the huddle went, oh. And we sort of looked at him and just sort of smiled and nodded our heads. And that, that was that. That was that. That is so good. I love that. All right. Teddy Bruschi, he's going to come back real quick. Uh, tell us. We'll go through the AFC. Surprise, not a surprise to win the Super Bowl. That's next. We're still the show. It's ESPN Radio, ESPN News. I have to go to the gym and untangle my headphones while warming up on the treadmill. And I'll finally untangle them four miles later, at which point I'm going to be real tired! Oh, yeah! Motorcycles make everything exciting. And when GEICO makes it easy to switch and save on motorcycle insurance, it's even more exciting. And once I put my headphones in, I realize my phone's dead! Then I get to run in silence! GEICO Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Brewski's hanging with us just to finish up because we ran through it. The Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. Brewski here still. The NFC, you said it wouldn't be a surprise. The Eagles, New Orleans, Carolina would have won a Super Bowl. The AFC list got to be shorter, though. I'm putting the Pats down as not a surprise. What about Pittsburgh? I would not be surprised. Okay. All right. Yes. yes. Uh, do you do you think it'll if it comes down to those two teams, home or away, you'll still worry about how – you know, just remember, talking with you last year, you go Steelers defensively. Are they going to get out of this zone thing? Are they going to figure out a way to stop Brady? Because it seemed like, well, that was yeah, zone I'm last you, year, the, right? The, yeah, the matchups, the matchups that uh, the Patriots pose for the Pittsburgh Steelers have always been difficult. They've been, they've always wanted to spread them out and make their outside linebackers cover in space. Those type of those type of matchups, they're advantage Patriots. But in a game like that, in a championship game. Is it possible for you know Brady to get a couple tipped passes and there's interceptions and they take them back for a touchdown? Absolutely. When you get sure. to the AFC Championship game, I mean, I understand. I mean, certain players can step up. Antonio Brown can have a super game. Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, they. I know that that offense can score. So absolutely, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Uh, now 
It starts getting slim pickings here. Tennessee? I'd be surprised. Right. Uh, Mariota, I look at him as a quarterback, and I just continually see Saturday football, what, what he's best at. I mean, college, running. It is, I think that's uh, why I've had such a hard time with him. Stuff, and when he has to sit back there and be a quarterback, it's either, you know, I don't think he's as accurate when he's asked to do that. He has to be on the move. He has to be some, some type of play action. The running game has to be perfect. So I doubt Mariota. KC? Uh, Kansas City, I'd be surprised. That defense is just so bad right now. I mean, every aspect of it, taking the ball away, third down, uh, red area, they're, they, they struggle. And uh, with that, uh, that's where I think uh, their downfall will be. So do I even have to go any further? Jacksonville, Baltimore, Chargers, Raiders? Jacksonville, uh, Baltimore. Um, I look to Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore, Flacco can get hot. I mean, the defense, I know they haven't had a lot of stiff competition in the last few weeks. Um but uh, I know def- D- Dean P is the defensive coordinator. He'll have them ready offensively. It's all on Flacco and the offense. Can they put points on the board? Is it possible that he gets hot? Ah, It'd be nice. Chances if, are slim, but yeah, uh, hasn't sure. happened like four years. Maybe. All right, thanks, Teddy. Appreciate it. All right, man. So Teddy Bruschi finishing up that entire field. Tweet the show, 1-800-Flowers.com. Twitter feed, at Rosillo Show. This holiday season, the best deals are at 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, when you order the Holiday Light Roses Bouquet. You get double the flowers at no extra cost. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash ESPN. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash ESPN. Vilma, top of next hour, just over 10 minutes from now. Two things I want to do. I think I'll have time for both. If we don't, whatever. Derek Rose is coming back to the Cavs. We have some sound from that. But I did something today that I don't think I'm ever going to do anymore. And I said to someone here at work, I said, you look really nice today. And I got a worst dude ever response, why just today? It was not a dude, although I'm starting to think about doing that at work. Just say, just go up to guys. Hey, you look great today, man. Thanks. So is that 2017 in a nutshell, or is that social media happening in real life? But I saw somebody who definitely put some extra effort into the way they look today, and I was like, hey, you look nice today. And I got a, why just today? So, Rudy, I need your help on this one. I'm just staying away from it in general. I wouldn't. I mean, here's the annoying part: is that if she clearly did put the extra effort in, you're just trying to be, a, yeah. you know, a nice guy. That's and clearly, she do. had done this for a purpose, right? She wants to look good on a Friday. But 2017, I'm staying away from it. Yeah, I think I'm done with it all. I'm not holding open any more doors. That's over. And there's all this. All this happened this morning at breakfast. Yeah. You know, Doing my thing, walking through somebody I know. But now you're right. Like, I feel weird. Like, I have to self report myself to HR right now that I said to somebody else that they look nice. So instead of a thank you, I got a why just today. And I want to be like, well, because it's clear. Like, but then if I did that, then what exactly do you mean? Did you assume my gender? Maybe that's the way to do it, is I'm just going to start saying it to everybody, everyone I see at work. You look nice today. So then if I'm ever a reporter, they could be like, well, that's that's Ryan's thing. He says it to everybody. Young, old, tall, short. Or just don't talk to anybody. I could also do that. Some people think that's actually what I do do here at work, is never talk to any single person uh, while I'm here. But yeah, the doors thing, I've noticed that. I've got some eye rolls lately because I'm a big door opener. I think I'm done. I think I'm done with it all. All equal. Head down, 1984, gray, gray jumpsuit. Don't want to talk to anybody because I don't want to bum anybody out. Speaking of bumming dudes out, Derrick Rose is soft. And you're soft if you defend him. I'm sorry. 
The Derrick Rose saga continues, and he's now coming back to the team. Do we have the sound? I hit this right here? Okay, so we know Derrick Rose missed a bunch of games because he had to get away from the team. And what happened was when you criticized Derrick Rose and other people told you you weren't being sympathetic. I am a very sympathetic person. I am sympathetic to the fact that everybody has a deal, everybody has stuff that they're going through, and you have to remember that every now and then when you get a little too caught up in your own stuff. But Derrick Rose, despite all of his injuries, feels like he kind of can do things that other players don't do, like, I don't know, not show up for work. He did it with the Knicks last year. He does this sabbatical. We're actually sitting here debating whether or not he's ever going to come back and play basketball again, which is stupid because he's definitely going to come back and play basketball again. So he's going to come back and play basketball again, and now he's even saying he may need ankle surgery, but he wanted to thank everybody for his time away. Can you tell us what you told the guys when you came back? Uh, just told them that I apologize for my actions, but um, I would like to say thanks to the whole franchise, Kobe, the front office, the players, the coaches, coaching staff. I can say thank you for um, allowing me my privacy to um, keep my right state of mind and to keep my happiness. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sorry to come off as kind of harsh on this one, but I mean, how many times, if you're listening to this and you're going, hey, you're wrong, we're still, you're absolutely wrong. Uh, you, you can't crush Derrick Rose. He's gone through all these injuries. You know, last year was a personal thing. People have to leave work sometimes. People have to do that. But he went missing. He didn't tell anybody last year with the Knicks. And then it got sorted out. And then he brings in the family part of it. So then you feel bad. You're like, okay, that's a family situation. People have family situations. I don't want to do this. But, like, this thing isn't going to be over with Derrick Rose. He gets hurt all the time. And it bums him out. And I understand that. But he's an empty stats name guy at this point who isn't going to help the Cavs at all. And honestly, I don't I don't think as somebody that, like if he's not on the team, it doesn't matter. Look at them. They, they've gone on this winning streak, and he hasn't even been a part of this thing. Yeah, he can get you a couple buckets. Yeah, he can still get somebody off the dribble every now and then. But it, what like what world is this worth it? And you get Isaiah Thomas back. I mean, it's, it's the kind of signing that you go, okay, Derrick Rose for a couple million bucks, not even this kind of money, no problem. Just go ahead and do it. We're all collecting bodies here at this point, trying to keep pace with the top teams in the league. Teams aren't even worried really about how these things fit anymore. You go, oh, did he make an all-star team once? Okay, done. We'll sign him. So I'm not anti the Derrick Rose signing. I understand it. But you clearly don't need it if you're Cleveland. Your goals are not going to be dictated by Derrick Rose's deal here. And, yes, I'll admit, as somebody that does this every day, when I listen to the collection of other voices going, oh, Derrick Rose, you know, you have to understand this. Now, I understand. I've been paying attention to the Derrick Rose story forever. And this thing is is done. It's done. And yet, every time he bounces from a team, unlike, you know, I think there are other players that would love a mental break from having to play. Everybody wants a break from stuff, man. And Rose just gets to take him, and I'm supposed to always be sympathetic about it every single time? Nope. I'm not doing it anymore. And I think I was even in the beginning going, I understand his injuries. I understand. Then there was a point where it's like, boy, every time Derrick Rose says something, it's not the greatest angle on how to look at this stuff. I mean, this goes back to when he was initially cleared by the Bulls and they put a jersey out for him in the playoffs and he's like, nah, I don't want to do this. So, you know, we all know how this one's going to end. He'll play somewhere else. I don't know if he stays with the Cavs this year. It's cheap. It's not a ton of money. It's not a major distraction. There's a lot of strong personalities on this. But uh, it was. I thought this Derrick Rose thing was very weird, the way it was covered initially. Like There were more people out there making excuses for him 
And when you don't really know the full details and you go, all right, I don't, you know, and then if it comes back and it's labeled as something else, something else that he's dealing with, then you're going to feel bad after the fact. But I would, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know what to do with this guy anymore. All right, coming up next, we got Jonathan Vilma talking some college ball, not in studio, so it won't be as nasty.